0: and welcome to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for just about all the things that you can call horror. And we are your hosts. My name is Justin.
1: And my name is Brandon.
0: Welcome to the show. I almost forgot it was my episode. I was, <laughs> I was about to wait for you and be like, man. Like, what's going, going on, on go? here? What are you doing?
1: Good morning. Hello. Welcome to the show. Indeed. Happy to be here. Happy November.
0: Happy November, indeed. Sorry we didn't get an episode out. Uh, for Halloween, we really wanted to, obviously, given that uh, Halloween was on a Monday, but shit happened and uh, didn't happen. Yeah. So we are here now with Nope,
1: and things are better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yep.
0: More, more or less. More so or now.
1: less. <laughs> more or less. But so we're here now, now when, so that's what matters.
0: Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. I'm I'm excited to talk about this. I've loved Get Out and us. Mm-hmm. And I watched this one, too, so we're gonna talk about it <laughs> right now. yeah, um, uh, yeah, well, we can do our opening thoughts here, I guess before we get into the whole the deets.
1: Sure. um, yeah, I wanted I think I wanted to like this movie more than I did just because mm-hmm. i I like what Peel does as a filmmaker and what he does yeah. with his story. Um, it really, I feel like this movie was more. It was more, like, metaphoric than yeah. actual It was movie. more of a
0: social commentary than... Even
1: more so than what he normally does. I mean, yeah. like, it. this one was just, like, it's all it really was. Like, you mm-hmm. found kind of this vessel to tell your story. But, like, even with, like, Get Out, like, that was, like... It was really creative in the way yeah. of conveying that story. And, sure, maybe this is, too... But, like, there's a lot more substance, I felt like, to get out. And even us. Like, I've only seen us once, so I can't really, you know, chime in too much about it. Mm-hmm. But with this one, it just kind of felt like it was made specifically for this purpose, even though I don't know the necessary need for it. Like, I get huh. I get it. But, like... I don't know. It's weird. I don't know, yeah, I, I mean, I'm it's, still trying to wrap my head around. It and I watched yeah, it a week ago.
0: Yeah, me too. And it's and I wanted to watch it a second time, but I didn't get a chance to. And it's just like I feel like with all of his movies, I watch it once and I go, I don't know if I like this or not. Mm-hmm. And then I watch it again and go, Yeah, I really like this. So I haven't had that second chance yet. But you almost can't compare this to his other two movies because his other two movies are very horror. Yeah. This is not. Like, there's one aspect, if you it's haven't watched it... Yeah, it's it's very sci-fi. It's War kind the of thrillery-ish, but not quite. Like, there's one aspect of it, which is Stephen Young's backstory, that I would classify as horror.
1: Well, that, and then in the stables, when you find out that it's the... You know, spoilers, if you haven't seen it. But mm. when it's, you know, those... You see the the kids, mm-hmm. and they're doing their, their creepy... Um, they have like the alien masks on, and they're kind of moving through the the stables as he's kind of yeah. walking away. That yeah, was to really kind of creepy. Yeah, fuck with him stuff. Yeah, that yeah. was really creepy. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah, and so it's like you can't even compare it to his other two movies because it is so apart from that. Like I think mm-hmm. it does wonderfully what it's trying to do. Oh, yeah. It's just not trying to do what I thought it was, which was scare me. Yeah. Like it's not a horror movie, really. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird movie.
1: But see, that's the thing, though, too, is because, like, with... Even with... And I I know I don't want to keep saying, well, with Get Out and this and that, but, like... uh, It's hard not to. I mean, it's his
0: third movie, and both of them were highly acclaimed, and this one is, too.
1: But, like, with Get Out, like, that movie, even with, you know, the commentary and all the other things that are in there with it, like, god, that movie's it's really good,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you think about more than just like the commentary part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a whole lot of movie going on there. And with this one, I kind of feel like it just lacks, um, some, like meat. I guess.
0: Yeah, it's 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 strange because I don't think it's an int- it's an important message,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but 100%. it's I've. <laughs> I found myself when this movie ended going, I understand the point. I just don't care. And as someone who loves animals has to, and they're like, they're my fur babies, Mm -hmm. it should have hit me more, but it didn't because it was, I don't know. It was just, it was subtle and heavy handed at the same time.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, subtle in the way that he is crafty in the way that he works those in without like being heavy handed about. Cause that was the thing about get out. Is that like, you're watching this and you're like, okay, I get what's being said here, but like, it's so masterfully woven into the story that like mm-hmm. it fucking, it, it hits with this well, one. That's it's like,
0: there's a point to it. And I've kept thinking like my favorite part of this again is Stephen Young's story, yeah. but it's so pointless. Yeah, because it feels like you're
1: watching two different movies.
0: Yeah, you could take it out and it would, you wouldn't notice.
1: Yeah, it serves, I don't think it serves any, like, any real purpose to the story itself. Now, I did watch a a couple breakdowns last night. I I believe it's a heavy spoilers on YouTube Mm -hmm. um, where they were breaking it down um, uh, or their interpretation of what they were watching and. It was weird because like the scene you know, with the monkey Gordy, and mm-hmm. he um what's his what's his name in the movie Duke, or I don't remember oh no, jupe, sorry, um, but Stephen Young's character, uh when he's under the table and he's hiding, mm-hmm. and then you have the shoe just sitting upright, and it's just sitting there, like shoes don't yeah. sit upright like that, yeah, and I still don't think I got a satisfying answer or you know interpretation of why that was doing what it was i mean like it's like you you like i know that with the um with the telling of how animals and you know we'll use animals for this instance because we're talking about gordy are you know treated in hollywood like it is an important story to tell but it's such a like of all the important stories to tell i'm like don't get me wrong, animals are a very important thing. Yeah. You know, but like, of all the stories that probably need to be told in Hollywood, like, the the, the treatment of animals. But then again, it also kind of goes to the way that, you know, people are treated on set and stuff yeah. like that. Like the, Yeah, the and workers. another part of
0: this is about the, the aggrandizement of trauma and that was kind of the other section of what this movie is about is the way right. we sort of, you know, make a big deal out of trauma and milk it for all it's worth. And, yeah. you know, the, the point of Stephen Young's character is he's taking this horrible event and using it for his own financial gain. Profit. And well, it's see, that's like, a- that's what made me like, I got all of that and I was like, God, I love this. But really the part that I didn't care about was Kaluya and his sister trying to get footage of Dalian yeah it's like it's such a non who gives a shit kind of story that when it ends and i'm just like okay they got the thing like if anything it almost i felt like it almost kind of disproved his point of like they're doing the thing that they're kind of commentating on which is trying to aggrandize the trauma Mm -hmm. that this alien is causing like they got their pictures, so they'll get their money, and it's just like, well, isn't the point to not do that?
1: Yeah, I think that as we go through this episode, uh my opinions will probably change. My thought process sure. might change it it happens sometimes, especially with movies that are you know have so many layers to them mm-hmm. um, but like, and I had a thought, and i I kind of lost it there, but son of a bitch. Yeah, no, it just, it's really weird that this movie, it's kind of a bummer, because it's like, it, now I'm rambling, take it away, I don't know where I was going with this, I tried to regain my footing, and I'm not going to be able to, I'm just well, lost. Well, we don't have a
0: lot here, so we'll get to, to back to talking to the movie pretty quick, I hope. Sure. Uh, so, the residents of a lonely gulch in inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. Uh, Directed and written by Jordan Peele, starring Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, uh, Stephen Young, Michael Wincott, Brandon Perea, and I don't have it on here, but uh, Keith David is also Yeah, nice. he was on there. And I was so I'll stoked priest, to like. see
1: Michael Wincott. I yeah. love Michael Wincott. Top dollar from The Crow. Hmm. He's still got that fucking... like When I hear him talk, I still hear... I could just still hear him in The Crow, and I'm just like, ah, I still got it. Fuck. Uh-huh. No, not like that. <laughs> like, But good for you, man. Like... That was... Oh.
0: Good times. Yeah, uh, I, I'm
1: trying not to tangent. <laughs>
0: released July 18th, 2022 in LA and July 20, 22nd, 2022 in the rest of the US. Budget of $68 million and a box office of $171.1 million, which isn't too bad. That's not bad. I mean, given I, the current state of things and, hmm. you know, things were just starting to kind of open back up, like, it's...
1: Right, oh, and I feel I'll like it did it. good enough to, you know, it's not like, I don't, this is by no means a, a flop.
0: Oh, no, it's, I mean, if anything, it's just divisive. Like, it's yeah. critically acclaimed, the awards hadn't been held yet, and I forgot to go back and see if it won any at the Saturn Awards, but...
1: Uh, I can look it up while you're talking, but yeah, it's yeah. definitely, it's very much Season of the Witch for Jordan Peele, if you yeah. think about, like, the yeah. first three Halloween. Yeah, it's Halloweens. so
0: off-tangent. Mm-hmm. that's the thing it's like it is a good movie it's just not the good movie i wanted it to be right it's kind of like halloween ends like that's not the movie i wanted it to be but it is the movie it was supposed to be Mm-hmm. yeah and so it's like i do like it it's just not what i wanted it to be to like it all so oh, right just, it's so weird.
1: yeah so um i did pull up the saturn awards list so for best superhero film spider-man of course And Nope did win for best science fiction film, but its competition was Jurassic World, Godzilla vs. Kong, Free Guy, Dune, and then Crimes of the Future. I'm looking to see if there's any other awards that it had got. Wow. Tom Cruise got best actor for um, Top
0: uh, Top
1: Gun. And Top Gun got best action movie. Not that, I that, still that, haven't
0: seen it yet, but I've heard nothing but good things.
1: Yeah, it is really good. Um, so Kiki Palmer was nominated for Best Actress in a Film. So was Daniel Kaluuya; he was nominated. Um, best Supporting Actress: Aquafina. Out of all the supporting actresses, huh? Yes. Uh, the Batman got Best Film Direction. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm nice. just looking to see if there's any other nopes in here. Um, nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. But yeah, they won one and were, it looked like they won the uh, Best Sci-Fi and then with mm. other two noms.
0: Fair enough. Uh, on October 1st, 2019, Universal announced a five-year exclusive production partnership with Peel's Monkey Paw Productions. Such a nope. good name. Yeah, I like so it. And the opening thing that they had, the animatic or whatever, so kind of claymation y, was really cool.
1: Yeah, I love it. I get goosebumps uh, thinking about it. It's cheesy, but I fucking love it so much. Yeah, and it, it's being nice. a Simpsons thing, too, I know, it was, well, it was on Simpsons mm-hmm. also. I know that.
0: Yeah. It's always nice. Uh, Nope. Then an untitled project was announced on November 9th, 2020 with Peele set to write, direct, and produce. He said, quote, I wrote it in a time when we were a little bit worried about the future of cinema. So the first thing I knew is I wanted to create a spectacle, which I would say he did. Mm -hmm. I wanted to create something that the audience would have to come see. Uh, Speaking to GQ, Peele stated, so much of what uh, this world was experiencing was this overload of spectacle and kind of a low point of our addiction to spectacle. He added that he wrote the film Trapped Inside, and so I knew I wanted to make something that was about the sky. I knew that I knew the world would want to be outside, and at the same time I knew we had this newfound fear from this trauma from this time of what it meant to go outside. Can we go outside? So I slipped uh, some of that stuff in.
1: Yeah. I mean, That's that... So, uh, it's it's there he's it's almost like he's he's too fucking smart and crafty for his own good like
0: and that's the thing that I felt with this movie is like you're you're being too clever to the point where this movie is you're... nothing but cleverness, <laughs> yeah, and it's it almost hinders it because it kinda, you're yeah. trying to tell too many things make too many points at once.
1: I almost wonder how this would have been if it would have been. <sighs> almost anthology style, you know what I mean? To where, like, you have the like, he I, I can't imagine him doing a movie, it almost in, like, is. different shorts. Well, like, there's two different but, shorts, it feels like, inside yeah. the one that are, yeah.
0: And that's it's like it, you almost need like a third thing,
1: yeah. So, and that
0: would help because otherwise, it's just like you have your main story and then you have the second one that doesn't matter. But if you had a third one
1: mm-hmm.
0: that also kind of connected. But was tangential to the main thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that would have actually helped. It might have made it a little cluttered. He would have had to do some balancing there. Right. But that might have actually helped.
1: Yeah, I I could see that.
0: Because then it's like you have three very separate kinds of stories, mm-hmm. but they're all kind of about the same thing.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I think I I think that would have been great.
0: Yeah. Uh, in February 2021, it was reported Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya uh, had joined the cast, while uh, Jesse Plemons turned down a role in favor of starring in uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, whatever that is. Uh, Pill wrote the script with Kaluuya in mind for the role of O.J. <laughs> Haywood, which, yeah. you know, why wouldn't you? Well, I mean, and- yeah, he's...
1: Got- oh, sorry, go ahead. I'll wait till <laughs> yeah. you...
0: Uh, in March, Steven Young was added to the cast. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, he's definitely, you know, doing a Tarantino... Style. Bring back
0: the people, you know.
1: Yeah, and I mean, Why and I, I, I think it's great because yeah. I love Daniel as an actor. Oh, mm-hmm. dude, so good. Yeah. Uh, and even Stephen Young, it's it's good to see him with both his, both his eyes in his head because the last time I did see him true. in anything, he was missing one. And That's I mean, true. you got Michael Wincott in there, dude. Like I said, enough. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I, I, just, I can't get get so good.
0: You'll be you'll be singing his praises the rest of the show.
1: I might. He was fucking weird in this movie, but I might. Yes, he
0: is. Uh, Principal photography took place from June 2021 to November uh, in the Agua Dolce Desert in northern L.A. County. Uh, The production received an estimated $8,364,000 worth of tax credits to shoot in the state of California. Hmm. I'll take it.
1: I'm wondering what exactly... If he would have cast Jesse Plemons... Oh, turn down a role. Oh, just a role, not like a, a okay. Because I was looking at this, I'm like, Oh, it's that guy. And I'm like, I'm wondering, like, what would he have? What would he have? Uh,
0: oh, that guy,
1: yeah, the dude that's like married to Kirsten Dunst. Like, he's not no, a I bad actor, but I'm just wondering, yeah, I like him. I'm like, what would he have been?
0: I could see him in the Stephen Young role,
1: yeah, honestly. I could see that too.
0: The only other thing, I mean, he. There's only so many people there. I think he'd be too old to be the uh, the tech kid. Yeah. He could have been the I filmmaker guy, might... but I don't... He's not
1: old enough to be the filmmaker guy. Like, that guy's, yeah. That guy's like...
0: I'm yeah, he not wouldn't saying... have gained the rep that that guy supposedly had.
1: Yeah, and not even, like, when, yeah, I don't think... I could see him doing that one. I don't really know if there's anybody else. He could have maybe been the tech guy, because I think that he could have probably played younger enough to do that but i think that the kid or he would have
0: been one of those like older you know middle-aged tech guys that you see at best buy
1: right no just no man sitting at the security counter but like fuck this place
0: (laughs) i'm here for the paycheck and the retirement
1: just here so i don't get fired
0: (laughs) right uh on july 22nd 2021 Peel revealed the film's title and shared its first promotional release poster and further castings were confirmed Peel chose "Nope" as the title because he wanted to acknowledge movie audiences and their expected reactions to the film. He said he had considered calling the film "Little Green Men" to reference a theme in the film of uh, humanity's monetization of spectacle,
1: Ooh.
0: which is fair. Mm-hmm. I did. I remember when this was announced, and I was like, "That's the title." What?
1: Yeah, I, I, and I,
0: I, I think I get it. But I still think it could have been something else.
1: Well so but. one of the things that was mentioned was that Nope could have stand for not uh, not a planet Earth.
0: Yeah. I yeah. But Which is fine.
1: It's clever, but I don't think it's clever uh, clever enough. You know, what I, I don't mean? think it's clever
0: enough <laughs> to be true.
1: Yeah, I I I don't like there's a there's a level of clever, and then there's Jordan Peele, and I don't think that it quite gets to that point. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, it I was think, really weird. Oh, go ahead.
0: No, I just I think it's more because of the way it was used oh, in the nope. film.
1: Yeah, which is 100% how anybody should be. You see something like that? Yeah. Nope, I'm leaving. Yep, I'm leaving. <laughs> and of course, that guy has well, the even swagger that, to and pull the, that line off like that, too. He's like, yeah, nope.
0: Nope. That's bait. I got that. <laughs> but um, even in the beginning, like they say it in the first couple seconds, when you're hearing the audio from the Gordy incident. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, okay. That actually kind of makes sense because it cycles through. Like, it's it was almost part of the trigger for what mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Uh, f- t- t- filming also took place in Burbank, uh, location of Fry's Electronics, which had closed along with all remaining Fry's locations several weeks before filming. The store oh. was recreated in its operating state for filming. That's cool. Huh. Uh, Caltech professor John O. De- Dabiri is how I'm gonna say that, collaborated with Peel and his team on the design of the Gene Jacket Creatures UFO form, and in particular its final true biblical biblical angel form, which was inspired by those of Neon Genesis Evangelion uh and sea creatures such as jellyfish octopuses or octopi, I believe mm-hmm. is what it actually is, and squid, to imagine a hypothetical undiscovered, previously extinct sky predator. Uh, realistically imagining how could something like hide in the clouds uh, with its ability to generate electric field uh, taken from electric eels and ghost knife fish, which I've never heard of, from allowing for electric propulsion. Gene Jack is fast flying without wings slash sails.
1: So that was the thing, too, and one of the things I saw, because it is a very odd-looking thing, and especially when, mm-hmm. like, you got the square and it's... <laughs> know shooting the little things out like that but it was also one of the things that was mentioned in the video that i watched um was a lot of um visual references to cameras so like the alien heads the masks Mm -hmm. that you you know the kids wore and then what you saw for sale kind of look like old panorama vision um reels you know with the the kind of and then with the big black circles in there and then how the um you know, jean jacket with that big square in the middle kind of looks like one of the first cameras ever with yeah. that. And so a lot of... Um,
0: I could see that.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, that's what I, kind of what I thought when I was first watching it, too. I'm like, that it's kind of camera-esque, although I also don't remember exactly how I was doing because at the same time with those little fucking... <laughs> the fringe that just kept. Mm. I'm like, what the fuck is this thing even doing? Like, <laughs> don't worry about it. It's <laughs> you know. Just don't worry nope. about it.
0: Nope. Uh, it went on to debut to uh, 44.4 million dollars, topping the box office. Uh, it also posted the best opening weekend for an original film since Us. So there's that. Good. Uh, Metacritic assigned the film a score of 77 out of 100. Audiences polled by CinemaScore gave the film an average of a B. On an A to F scale, uh, hmm. the same score as us. While Post reported 79% of filmgoers gave it a positive score.
1: Yeah. And when he said us, he means us in our podcast rating.
0: Thank you. Right, obviously. <laughs> top of the charts, baby. Hmm. Uh, A.O. Scott. A.O. Did you say top <laughs>
1: of the charts? <laughs> that or too. Or charts. Okay.
0: We can be both. Uh, hmm. The New York Times uh, praised the film's impeccably managed suspense, sharp jokes. Uh, and a beguiling, unnerving atmosphere of all-around weirdness.
1: Yeah, the last part's true.
0: Yeah. Uh, And noted that, quote, while this movie can fairly be described as Spielbergian, it turns on an empathetic and explicit debunking of Spielberg's most characteristic visual trope, the awestruck upward gaze.
1: Which, it does take that out.
0: Yeah, like, quite literally.
1: You're not supposed to look up.
0: (laughs) You know what? Like, I feel like if it wasn't already used by Pixar, this should have been called up. Yeah, you know
1: that's yeah no, that'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah, so uh, one of the other little tropes that they had used because pigs can't look up, and so oh. there were there was a um, a big pig on top of one of the buildings in there, and it remained intact the entire time because it can't look it up. It didn't.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah.
1: There's so uh, many. Like, watch the video if you get a chance. There's so yeah. many nuggets where it's just like now it's all speculative because, uh, of course sure it's one person's interpretation but it's just like i if i went to watch it, i'd be like i'd just be sitting here like i don't i don't want to talk about that's <laughs> sorry
0: fair. well i'm glad you did then because it's yeah. uh, nice to have you involved uh right. richard roper of the chicago sun times gave the film a score of four out of four stars calling it an exhilarating piece of cinema filled with memorable characters and a classic example of a bold and original film that pays homage to a seemingly endless stream of great movies and yet is more than the sum of its parts.
1: Which is great because yeah. that's if that's one thing that I love about Peel's movies is all the homage, the homage, homage, homage paid towards mm-hmm. other film. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was another thing because, like, in this movie, when they talk about the Haywards being you know, descendants of the first black cowboy that was Mm -hmm. ever video, like the first ever video Mm -hmm. taken was of a a black cowboy on a horse, right? And them being descendants of that, but like a lot of the things that they put in, like posters wise, like in one of the scenes they're sitting there and it something in The Preacher, I wish I remembered the name of the the movie, but like there's a lot of that also put in there because he was the first, that movie was the um, the first black lead as a cowboy in a Western. And mm-hmm. that's another thing about this was like, uh, they're talking about the uh, kind of downplaying of what Hollywood has done with Westerns and yeah. you know black leads and stuff like that. And there's quite a bit of it. Mm-hmm. And so.
0: Yeah, that is fair. And that's, what's kind of cool about Peel in general is like his stuff, like you said, it pays homage to film history. It's, it is a spectacle. He mm-hmm. is like Tarantino in that they're events like mm-hmm. it's I don't I probably wouldn't have seen this movie if it wasn't Jordan Peele.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. Um yeah, that's fair because if I th- I really think and I don't know if we're 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 putting Peele on too high of a pedestal or myself Maybe. When, when talking about this, but like if you yeah. think about it like if somebody else would have made this exact same movie, the exact same everything. I I, I think it, you're right. It would be even worse because I don't know if there's many actors or many directors that have that kind of reputation of mm-hmm. being so deep in well, what they're writing I, and directing. Yeah. I mean, I, that's not fair to other directors to say that they wouldn't. But, no, I, mean, but I, mean, I mean, not so many yeah. movies based on such, you know such strong um social commentaries in yeah. any form like i can't think of other directors that do that but they're also not as mainstream either so
0: and honestly the more i think about it, the more i draw comparison to tarantino reservoir dogs was his first film knocked it out of the park pulp fiction knocked it out of the park then he did jackie brown and it's very well loved and you know and I, yeah, I like it too, but, but it's it was no like Reservoir the, Dogs. It's, it's not no fucking pulp it's, it's fiction. Easily, probably my least favorite of his movies. Not to say that it's bad, but uh-huh. it is more niche. It's not as Tarantino as his other movies, right? And it is that one that might be more divisive. And then he does something else like Kill Bill next, and it's you know he's back I, swinging for the fences. Yep,
1: yeah, I really hope that his next film. I want like you know with. Get out and all those like I'd love to see him take on like a a true horror, yeah. Like like and like not saying that I would want him to not be as you know commentative in the movies do like do what sure. you need to do, but I don't want it to detract like it did. in nope, in as yeah. in like what it was like, Get Out was so fucking tense. Like I yeah. I I need something. And so
0: like is that. us. Like the atmosphere of us. Atmo- it's there's almost so too much balls. atmosphere in that movie yeah. where
1: you're like oh, I, I can barely fucking breathe in this atmosphere right. man Like, which is good that's probably the point
0: yeah. alright a couple fun facts and then we'll get uh, back into this thing so it was uh, the first to employ trainees in this case six from Universal Filmed Entertainment Group's California Below the Line traineeship for individuals seeking careers behind the camera
1: that's so cool Yeah,
0: I didn't know that was a thing I wish that was a thing when I was a kid, because I would have done that. Right? Instead know, of what I'm doing now.
1: <laughs> our back-ass words attempt to trying to be like, you know what, there's some good ideas that flow from this podcast. Huh. Somebody should be listening. Right. And there are. Don't get me wrong, there's people listening, but I mean, somebody sure. that could be like, you know what, you guys you guys riff pretty well. Let's see what you guys can come up with for this. Fucking <laughs> best movie ever made.
0: <laughs> with cash. Uh, yeah. Nope was shot by cinematographer Hote Van... Hoitama? Hoi. Hoi. Uh, I don't. Sorry Dude. if I. how badly I said that.
1: Yeah, well, it's okay.
0: Uh, using Kodak film, including 65mm film in IMAX, making it the first horror film in history to be shot in this format.
1: Oh, cool. Huh. Science fiction?
0: Yeah, indeed. Uh, costume designer Alex uh, Bovard employed a method approach to create characters' wardrobes using 1990 sitcoms, indie rock bands, and the 1985 film The Goonies as inspiration.
1: Well, yeah, that was one of the things they were talking about, too, because with Keith David, or David Keith. Yeah, Keith David. Keith David. With his character and working on movies and all that kind of stuff, that uh, towards the end of the movie with uh, Daniel, he's got um, a Scorpion King um yeah. Which was pretty the cool. crew jacket? Yeah, that orange yeah. hoodie that he's wearing. Yeah. It was pretty cool.
0: Uh, last one before we get into this thing. Gordy is not the first mo-cat primate portrayed by Terry Notary. He previously portrayed Rocket in the rebooted Planet of the Apes trilogy and Kong in Kong Skull Island 2017.
1: Oh yeah. I Thanks. liked Kong. I liked those I monster movies. I, yeah. There's supposed to be a new one coming. A new Godzilla, I think.
0: Yeah. And I think they're doing, like, a show set in that world, too, which could be interesting.
1: I need more of those, so yeah.
0: Yeah. Alright, so, the first thing you see in this movie is this quote, and I wrote it down here. It says, I will cast abominable filth at you, make you vile, and make you a spectacle. Uh, and then it's credited to Nahum36. Um, I, I don't know what that... Is, I don't know what that
1: is either. If it's uh, from some sort of religious text, I, I don't think it, I don't know if it's from the. Bible. I would Bible. assume
0: so, but I don't. I have no idea. Uh, but the idea of it is interesting. It is the idea that he's going to show you something horrible, yeah. and it will in turn turn you horrible.
1: Yeah, it is. It is from the Bible.
0: Okay. I hear that's it's a good one. book.
1: <laughs> um, so the thing I found like there's different versions. Like that's the new the new King James version of the quote. The Old King James Bible is, and I will cast abominable abominable filth upon thee, and make thee vile, and will set thee as a gazing stock.
0: That's that's about the same. Just a little bit more these.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, this version's like, I will pelt you with filth and treat you with contempt. I will make a spectacle of you. That's the Berean study Bible. I'm like, I don't want to get pelted with filth. Shit. (laughs)
0: that too yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) fucking take it
0: and that's like i feel like the main focus of this movie should have been the stephen young story yeah like it almost doesn't make sense that he went with the daniel kaluuya story as the main focus well if you wanted to make
1: if you wanted to make him the lead then you swap his character yeah. with Steven Yun and then you focus more on that. I yeah. mean, it takes away from like what you're talking about with being descendants necessarily. With working but he still with horses could be. Stuff.
0: I mean, how many his sister? Yeah, the sister could have been there, and they could have just not have. Yeah, I that she could have been running the horse thing and been the secondary story that's in the background, and then the main story could have been Kaluya as. The what's his which could have worked because
1: I was uh, in the video that I watched. It was talking about kind of her arc from you know being like how she kind of grows up and then. So the thing was is Mm. like there's I guess there's a scene with um with the dad and Daniel talking about how you know either she wasn't ready or she some something along those lines. One of the horses
0: was supposed to be hers, but she wasn't ready or whatever. They had to get the horse ready in time, so they. From her.
1: yeah and like towards the end she's kind of just handling shit so there's like that that could have also been a part of that mm. you know what i mean where she would still get her arc but
0: because that's what's yeah I, I feel like that it was just so close to being like i think it could have actually been perfect mm-hmm. but instead it was just i don't know like i really want to watch this again because it's so interesting i mean you have the falling debris from the sky yeah which was out of nowhere like i thought I, I didn't even know what I thought at the time of like, maybe it was spores or media. Cause I knew it was aliens, but I was like, you know, is that how they're, are they coming to earth and things are falling through? Cause I well, didn't really know mean, what the story would be.
1: It, right. I don't remember exactly what it was too. Cause like when, like you, before you really see what's going on with that and things are just falling and then you, you're getting coins stuck in wood and mm-hmm. um, fucking keys, you know? Yeah. And then of course you find out it's like everything that gets sucked up. You know, the stuff it doesn't want It's going to obviously come back down.
0: Yeah. But like, Which we're going to get back to later, because that doesn't make it, I don't know. I have an issue with this, but we'll yeah, get to it later. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about it now, because I'll forget. Sure. Why, how long has this thing been on Earth? Because it, by the end of the movie, it suffocates on a balloon and dies. Are you telling me, out of all of the crap this thing has eaten, even if it's just for the last six months, because... Stephen Young has been you know capitalizing on this phenomenon that's been occurring for six months sure it didn't eat anything that would make it suffocate and die like a big boy balloon yeah it was the Jaws
1: effect the the video I watched it was very Spielbergian and the fact that like yeah you know the way they destroyed Jaws was with that you know ingesting the propulsion that right but
0: I don't know. it's just it. Te- I'm with to you. Me, yeah, to me it was like it teed it up as this big vacuum that sucks up anything that looks it's at it and sheet. is in its path. <laughs> yeah, a giant and parasail then,
1: with a vacuum in it. <laughs> yeah,
0: and like are you telling me in you know, all and that's if it's only been here for the six months it's been active and shit. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe, but I don't know. It just when I saw the ending and it died and I was just like, really. Like, that's that's all it took. how it died, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, it, just it took a of lot balloons. of setting
1: up, though, too, with the, like, let's get, wait until it gets just over with the camera. Like, I thought that was clever, but, like, yeah. when you see it, I almost, that's the Jeepers Creepers thing for me, man. Like, once you finally see it in its full get, you're like, really? <laughs> yeah really that's the that's the and that's
0: what's tough be- i mean and we talk about it all the time it's it's the wolverine effect like once you pull up back that curtain, mm-hmm. it's never gonna be as good as what's in your head, sure, because even if you don't have a clear picture, you can imagine the thoughts, emotions of what it would be to see that thing, yeah, and then you see it and you go, oh hmm. and especially with such a abstract design as this. You look at it and you go, what? It's a (laughs) a, huh? And I do get it, especially if you go back to, I think, uh, our buddy Patrick from work and I were just talking about this the other day, of the old-timey depictions of what a quote-unquote angel looks like and how alien they are.
1: Yeah, I mean, it does kind of shape like a snow angel when you see it fly over with the big circular and then the kind of ribbon bottom there almost. Yeah,
0: and it's like, okay, if... If these things exist, and maybe this is, maybe this one just got here, but other ones have been here before, mm-hmm. and people have seen them and depicted them, it is a quote-unquote angel. And, you know, it's a bit of a stretch, but I'd go, okay, fine, that sure. works. But I it mean, is...
1: If it, if it I fi- mean, if you find reason in it, then yeah. why not?
0: Yeah. But it's still, I don't know. That, that That's my only thing, was like, you killed it with a big balloon? Mm-hmm. How in this time has it not eaten a big balloon? Or something else that would have killed it. Like, if well, it ate a plane, let's just say. you telling me it can digest a plane, drop out the keys and coins, which I don't think it was a plane, but let's just say it was. Sure. And that then it was fine, but a big balloon is what's going to get it. Like, what? Well,
1: I mean, a, a big balloon is suffocating, though, if you think, like... Yeah,
0: but there's life rafts on a plane. Sure, there's but... That big we saw the, the balloon. We didn't thing. see any plane, though.
1: Like now, now you're being like, "Well, what happened if a bus drove by?" <laughs> like,
0: but what a like, sky bus? Just, yeah. Well, it's just it's just a weak way of killing it, and I yeah. would almost argue not to kill it and just have it fuck off somewhere. Yeah, or well, something. I mean,
1: like the the digestive tract that it shows, like it's very weird when yeah, you're, like you just see them. And it's like, oh god, I would I don't like that.
0: It was cool, though. I mean, that was another one of those horror Very moments. Very fire in of the sky. All, yeah, all <laughs> of them, like, they're trying to feed it a horse, basically, mm-hmm. trying to T Rex Jurassic Park it with the goat, and it backfires on him, which is great. Yeah. Because, God, I just, I, I, every time I think about it, it's just, I love the Stephen Young story here because we, we go to his back room where he has all this memorabilia from the show. Mm-hmm. He has, like, the Gordy outfit on a mannequin chimp thing he's yeah. got the shoe stood up like Which in a display cool. case yeah mm-hmm. it's creepy as balls like that scene is so fantastic and then he tells the story and you see the stuff that happens and well, it's just well, the thing.
1: one of the things I do like is the evolution of the Gordy story like how you you see it from different angles each mm-hmm. time they show it it's almost like they're showing the same stuff, but either different angles, um, adding a little bit more here. Like it was so great, especially when the chimp chases that dad, like offset. Like oh, yeah, that's fucking that was terrifying. Brutal. Yeah, yeah. I and that was was.
0: It makes me th- it, with the shoe. It makes me think like that's not what happened. That's how he perceives it. And I also thought of that when mm-hmm. the monkey went to fist bump him. I don't think that's what actually happened. I think that's what he's telling himself.
1: That's possible too.
0: Because obviously the shoe standing straight up with no one in it doesn't make sense. So maybe he displaced the fact that there was probably a body in front of him. And he just focused on the shoe standing up. Yeah. And then this monkey was killing everybody covered in blood, which was horrifying. Why would it not have... I mean, you can rationalize like, oh, they had a connection. Yeah. Somehow. Like, he wasn't as big a dick. But that's not really how animals work. Right. I mean, it kind of is. And, like, if that is the case, okay, fine. But in that state, you wouldn't think it would see him and calm. It would just keep attacking. And I think it was about to kill him and they shot him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well that wasn't I, I mean that's not the first time that I I heard that reasoning either. That's very possible that that 100%. Like he's like that is about to choke me out or smash my face in and yeah. and then just gets tapped in the side of the head.
0: Yeah. But as a way of coping with it he thinks it's reaching out for the fist bump when in reality it was actually about to attack. Yeah. Which um, yeah. is
1: a which is much creepier.
0: Uh, I did like the idea of this thing being, like, hidden in the clouds, mm-hmm. you know, and they do kind of a time lapse and see that it, uh, the cloud, this one particular cloud, didn't move at all, and yeah. so that's how they were able to realize that's where it was. That was a cool idea. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm obviously just flipping through notes, seeing no, what fine. kind of sticks out here, but uh, so if you see card, something I skip over... Uh,
1: well, no, just the title cards were really cool that they, the way that they were kind of like they would talk about the title card
0: mm-hmm. or
1: they would have it. And then um, kind of that little segment being about that animal. And yeah. one of the things that I that was mentioned was that when they show that when they show the video or when they do the t- sorry the title card that and then they focus that animal dies in that scene. I'm, I'm not sure if mm-hmm. Ghost dies because I think he's writing the horse, you know, at the end of the movie, I but remember. like,
0: cause he only has a couple left. Cause we find out that Stephen Young is buying them to feed them to the alien essentially, mm-hmm. which was a creepy revelation when that clicked. I went, Oh, like when he's kind of, a, you know, he wants to kind of maybe buy some of them back. Yeah. And he's like, Oh yeah, maybe we can work something like that out in the back of his mind, realizing they're all gone. Yeah. Cause they fed them to the cloud. And then I realized that's what he was doing. I was like, Oh shit. That's but, yeah. creepy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's me. Yeah. And that's kind of, it just, it's like the level of, um, uh, I don't know what the word I want to use for this is, but like him knowing that those horses are gone and being like, yeah, Yeah, let's, you know, maybe we'll talk talk about about it later. Like knowing full well that they're not there is like also an additional level of like, just fucked up.
0: Yeah. Sorry.
1: My wife shut the fucking closet door and it shook my desk. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Angry it's
0: constantly. like, I could
1: be in the, I could be in here all day and not hear anything. And as soon as I hit the live button, my daughter sounds like she's fucking rolling a scooter up and down the hallway.
0: <laughs> uh, so I do like the idea that the alien is a, the alien ship is the actual alien. Yeah. Oh, that was a clever idea. That's interesting. There's something different that we haven't seen uh, with aliens. And the big weird mouth thing and the fact that it's kind of flying saucery, but it's also kind of not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't what know that? what else to say about that. Sorry. Like I'm just yeah. Yeah, it's it, fine. Yeah, it's it's different. I'm like, okay.
0: Um... Well, it, it definitely tacks more onto the uh, cruelty towards animals and treating them with respect. Because the whole thing that Kaluuya essentially realizes is that that's what it is. That's right. why you don't make eye contact with it. That's why, you know, when they show the thing with the horse and the reflector thing that kind of makes it freak out on set there. Right. It's like, you. And, and I do love that message of treat animals with respect. Yeah. Just be it's, better. Yeah. And it's not necessarily about quote unquote abusing them because no one really hurts any animals in this. Sure. No one's like, you know, hitting them or poking them with shit or, you know, they don't really do anything mean to the horse on set. It's just they don't care. Right. It's just a prop there. And mm-hmm. so when Kaluuya's like, hey, don't stand here, don't flash this, don't do that, yeah. they don't give a shit.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: It's, yeah, it, I mean, it it's exploitation by ignorance mm-hmm. or just not giving a damn.
1: Yeah. Which I is don't... a
0: cool message. That's, again, it's, how I want to watch this again, because it's like, it is an interesting message and through line.
1: Right. I I, oh. I, I want to watch it again, too. I, but see, the thing is, it's like, I feel like this movie will be a product of, like, I'm just going to keep building it up and building it yeah. up, and then when I watch it again, I'm just like, I think I like the idea <laughs> of this movie more than I actually like sitting and watching all two hours and 15 minutes of it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, if without the Gordy stuff, it it is a little dull. Yeah, um, but I do love when it like starts raining blood. and that was creepy. Remnants of the stuff that he ate. That was super brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you talked about, the wind up camera was really cool. Um, the creepy reporter with the reflective helmet thing was an in- interesting thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, it really was because uh I, there was something about that too but yeah like it's really weird that that the the style the stylistic choice of that mm-hmm. you know i mean obviously you have a person that's out there to record and yeah. then sell and all that kind of stuff so like
0: and you also want to distort you know so they don't know who you are like i've never seen a helmet like that ever i haven't but. either the idea of like, oh all they can see is themselves so they don't know who you are, so when you fuck off in your motorcycle, they'll never be able to figure out who it was that just mm-hmm. accosted them, just kind like, of okay, void of all sense. personality yeah, yeah.
1: um but yeah, no the the raining the blood raining down thing was was really I was like, man okay, this is creepy and gross looking, like it's a lot of blood.
0: Yeah, it really was. There was a lot of people. I mean, it it did just eat an entire uh, audience full of people. Yeah. So it does does track. But again, going back, like the flag thing. And Mm -hmm. when it spit back up the big horse statue, it's like, I don't... It can spit that back up, but not the balloon. The flag's kind of like gag it i guess
1: yeah i i i, I love that how much of a problem you have with this because i'm like like i can see you trying to rationalize it and and make it work in your mind but you're like i it's not
0: yeah and it, on a yeah. level it does make sense sure. like from a practical standpoint of like i mean i have cats and there are things that they will eat accidentally and thankfully, mine haven't don't eat too much except my girl who likes to eat kleenex but like (laughs) i get the the concept of an animal can only digest so much Mm -hmm. and the joke of like oh if they eat string you know it'll be halfway hanging out their butt and you have to like pull out the rest of the ripcord to get it to come out and it's like i like i do get it but also you get the concept of it's a big vacuum that sucks up a bunch of stuff and spits everything else out. Like, you're telling me nothing else this <laughs> thing has eaten has hurt it at all. Well, but I mean, a big I boy balloon killed think it.
1: Think about that big boy balloon. Uh, that big boy balloon was almost as big as, you know, the UFO itself. Yeah. And.
0: That does help. It is. It's so big. It like, is. Like, it's not some, like, bunch of party balloons that you could spit back out. No,
1: it's, it's a, a, a whole-ass balloon. Yeah. No. That gets ingested and it's like, yeah. I, I don't, I can't justify why it did suck that up in particular without, mm-hmm. like, unless it was just instinctual that it was doing yeah. it. Like, there's no reason to try to eat something that's as big as you. Right. Unless you're, unless you're just like.
0: But I mean, snakes do that kind of shit all the time and they explode themselves trying to eat something they shouldn't. <laughs> I sure. mean, it does happen.
1: Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. It's just, when I saw it, I was like, what? <laughs> After all of this build up, it died by, and it, I think it just kind of tacked on a thing at the end of a movie that I wasn't sure about already and made, it was that Batman v Superman thing where if like, if one of these problems existed, fine, but the other seven problems that surround this one problem just make it worse. Yeah. But okay. Yeah, I just need to fucking watch it again. Yeah. Um yeah, that's pretty much all I have. I did like the idea of you know, again, the you know they had the handheld camera, so in order to get a picture of it finally they used that crank well camera thing.
1: Yeah. That was kind of clever. Well yeah, the fact that you know, it doesn't run on electricity because that was yeah. a big part of things because this as we you know mentioned earlier, this being was able to shut down electricity and so like yeah and
0: they had to use those wacky waving play alarm flailing tube men to uh track it which i yeah. thought was a clever idea it, it clever. took me a second to figure out what they were doing
1: yeah
0: but then when i saw it i was like okay that's that is clever they it run is. off electricity they're big and flaily and like it's here it's here
1: it's here yeah i, I, I actually yeah. did like that quite a bit
0: yeah all right anything else i think we kind of covered everything no all the, I, all the beats there
1: I, yeah, I think we covered it all. Um, mm. We would love to hear what your thoughts are on this movie. If you have different for interpretations, sure. yeah. uh, please like write in, send us a voice message through Anchor. Mm-hmm. Like, I would, I'd love to hear. Yeah, more Yeah, some discourse of on takes. this would
0: be very interesting because I do like it. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it for the reasons I wanted to like it. Yeah, and that's, that's what's throwing me.
1: That's uh, a very fair. <laughs>
0: All right. So without much further dawdling, Brandon, <laughs> what is our next pick for November?
1: So our next pick for November, um, I, hey, I, I had a plan, and then I remembered that we told a reviewer who you know wrote us back in May, Biggie Smalls the pup. Thank you again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, wants us to do a shark movie. Right. more shark ones but given mm-hmm. the fact that we're nearing the end of our uh, run for the time being we each only have two like i only have i have two movies left you only have one mm-hmm. and so um for november i'll do a shark movie so that way i can do a christmas theme movie for december but um i believe what we'll do is we will talk about 47 meters down the first one, 2017. Um, I like say what you will about these movies. I actually enjoy both of them. Um, the first one's pretty unnerving given, you know, cause of, you know, being something that can happen. And, and then uncaged, the second one feels like an underwater haunted house with sharks, which is mm-hmm. fucking creepy. Um, but yeah, so for you, Biggie Smalls, we will do, uh, a shark movie. And um, I look forward to it. I actually just bought the double pack on Voodoo for like 10 bucks, 15 bucks, nice. like a couple weeks ago. So it works out. Cool, cool. And if we see you guys for a bonus, we'll see you for a bonus, but we'll definitely yeah. be back for 47 meters. All righty. Down. Boom. Boom. But until then, you can find us on all of our, our social medias. We're on Facebook at Pod and Gord Podcast. Uh, you can. Message us there. We have the page and the group. Um, I will be posting a thread on there for this movie. So if you know you want to talk about it, let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear it. For sure. um, just because this movie is so divisive and interpretive, like yeah. let's let know what you thought, what you took away from it. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Gore underscore Pod. Um, we're on the slasher app at pod and gore podcast. Um, I, I think I'll post it on there also to see if we can get some, uh, some feedback. Sounds good. Uh, you can email us at pod and gore at gmail.com. And we cr- encourage that you do so. Um, what was it? Uh, yeah. Send us an email. If you listen to us through the anchor app or you have the anchor app and you want to send in a voice message, you can do that as well, and I will edit it into the show, which would mm-hmm. be fun. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of ways that you guys can reach out to us, and we encourage that you do so. If you have something you want to share with us, please do. Yeah. And, shit, until then, um, we've been your hosts. My name is Brandon.
0: My name is Justin.
1: And we'll see you guys next time with 47 Meters Down. Bye. Are you getting fucking delay on these buys? I'm I like, keep
0: waiting for you to buy, and so you I told me that it, to you buy.
1: like, hey, I, I'm giving you the buys. I'm giving all you the buys. So do it again, right. so we can leave.
0: Bye. <laughs>